What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Alternate Reality Podcast, where we talk about everything gaming, everything nerdy, basically everything awesome. I am here with Dehooch. What's up? Good, 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 good. Good going. Yeah, us two alone. Oh, of course, I'm Hebrew Hammer, of course, by the way, and uh, Muggins not here with us today, so it's back down from the threesome to a twosome. Yeah. Switching to Saturdays has been kind of rough because, like, we're, we've been back and forth inconsistent with trying Which to Which is be. weird because both of you guys were like, these are my best days. No, no, no. Friday night is my best night, I think, because the, the, the wife likes to schedule stuff on Saturdays. Mm. Um, and so that's like, like oh, I got to rush home from something. Like, or, you know, oh, I just can't go. Trust me. Right. I'm, I'm not really too broken up about that. Um, yeah, there you go. You, you get to use us as an out all the time. So congratulations. Uh huh. Yep. 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 But anyways, here, guys, we are uh, very thankful that you guys have tuned in again um, for the patrons this week. We already explained to you guys that we had a little hiccup in the recording, but normally you'd get a nice, big, bountiful A&R Patreon record for you guys, which is one of the many perks you can get by going to www.patreon.com forward slash ANR pod where you can check out many of our tiers and all of the perks that you get including access to the exclusive ANR Patreon discord and the uh, special recording that we do before we go into the actual main recording and um, then of course make sure to go on to oh man I'm all kinds of confused today all right here we go make sure to go (laughs) on to Apple Podcasts. leave us those five star reviews please make sure to check that out for us and um, yeah, that's it for the shameless shilling. Am I missing anything on the shame? No, discord.me forward slash ANR. Boom. That's yeah. the discord. You talked, about, you talked about the super secret discord, but you didn't talk yes. about the, the main the discord. Dis- the main discord. I'll tell yeah. you what. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I apologize right now, guys. It is difficult because I just, I think I said this to the patrons already, but I just recorded like 10 episodes in like five days, basically, for Chronicles of Runeterra. So, like, my mind, whenever I'm on autopilot, is in a different autopilot. I'm in a different fucking plane. Mm. <laughs> so, anyways, back here, back home where I'm supposed to be. So, let's go ahead and talk about our week, finally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, let's see, how should we start? Do you want to start or you want me to start? Mm, you can start it. All right, okay. Uh, so, uh, obviously, first and foremost, Hawkeye, third episode. Right. Nice. Was that awesome? Was that awesome? It or was. What? It was great. I loved yeah. it. I'm. I'm liking that show more and more each week. Honestly. Yeah. It's. It's like really freaking cool. I love the fact that it's like. It's although the funny thing is it's Hawkeye and he's not dealing with like a super villain, right? Is the tracksuit mafia? <laughs> well, I think they have to do it that way because he's yeah. immediately outclassed otherwise. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like it's just Hawkeye dealing with regular crap because that's what Hawkeye has to do with because yeah. that's who Hawkeye is. He's a regular guy. Yeah, they uh, do a good job of like making the story in. like, I mean, that's my biggest problem a lot of times is that like whenever the scale goes up, the smaller stuff seems so insignificant, you know, by comparison that it yeah. no longer seems interesting to me in that universe. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And so after yeah. I've been involved with, you know, Thanos and and the Eternals and all that kind of other shit, like, you know, we literally had Celestials be brought in now. Right. Like. Yeah. Uh, after that point, I'm like, oh, who gives a fuck about street mafia? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They seem so s- small. Exactly. Scale, like, it's like we so got bigger fish potatoes. to fry people. Yeah, exactly. But they, There's a, despite mm-hmm. that, they do a really good job of making me care. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it, it's it's really cool and fun, and there was there was definitely that chase scene this week was so awesome, mm-hmm. uh, and how it ended was absolutely amazing. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but there's a there's a great chase scene, and um, if you haven't seen it yet, I can't recommend it more. It was like I mean, it's not like up there with like one of the best chase scenes of all, but kind of like. The end of it was a nod to the the greater MCU. You're like, this is so, so freaking cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it was just, it was a lot of fun to watch. So so there was that. Uh, there mm-hmm. was Hawkeye. Um, God, I got a funny story. When someone says Hawkeye, I always hear hot guy. Hot guy. There, were, like, there was hot guy. Yeah. Know, like, like, oh, and then hot guy came in. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> some, some ladies like Jeremy Renner. That's the, uh, you know, that's the case. Then he is. Then Hawkeye is a hot guy. For there them. you go. One in the same, yeah. Yeah, yeah one in the same, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, a <laughs> funny story. We talked about this earlier, uh, or I mentioned it to you earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I am purposely, this week, just, just to preface this for everybody listening, we were not going to talk about Spider-Man. We are not going to talk about The Matrix. I am avoiding those two things, like The Plague, because I want to go in it, fresh, with that no expectations. I mean, I do know... Obviously, the speculation and talk and and whatever about who's going to show up in the Spider-Man movie um, and the fact that there's been no mention of others in uh, the trailers. And then, of course, we get the news that the press media are only going to be shown 40 minutes of the movie, which I don't think that's ever happened before, uh, which just goes to tell you the depth of spoilers that are in the the theatrical release so if it feels like if you want to see this thing you're gonna have to do it like the first weekend or avoid the internet until you go see it if that's something that's really important well, it's also like you. how can you accurately like judge a movie like for you know like press screenings if you can't see some of the most pivotal things about it you know what i mean that's I think what it said is like they give them enough to get it to be able to understand like the movie and what it's trying to do, but not enough to spoil it. And if they go, I don't know why they like, just don't sign an NDA with them and be like, go. Yeah, but but the who's I mean, what's what happens if you violate the NDA? You sue the shit out of them. To some people, that's the, the notoriety is worth it. Like, well, no, actually, the, I guess if, I guess for some people, it's more like. For some people, they can make more money from yep. Yep. giving the information yep. than they'd have to pay out for the suit. Yep, yep. And that yeah. literally, they could be like, I have this information. You have to cover my NDA violation costs, and then I will give it to you kind of thing. Yeah, and true. somebody somebody would easily pay Although, if you if you have reputable sources, though, I highly doubt that that would be an issue. Because you control yeah. who sees it. So as long as you yeah. like, you know, yeah. But yeah, yeah. keep going. Yeah, so anyway, um, that being said, I recognize that, hey, I want to see this thing soon, so I bought tickets for it. Nice, <laughs> oh, not nice. Bought. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I didn't buy them. I had movie credits, and because I don't want anyone sitting next to me, I bought, I used three tickets, <laughs> three credits, <laughs> and put myself in the middle. Ah, so I, oh, yeah, I, see what, right? I see what you're doing there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> But this is okay. So this is where it gets funny because I told this to my brother, and my brother was like, "Dude, what you should do is like wait till like five minutes for the movie starts, and then you get a refund for those other two tickets." Yeah, that's not a bad idea, like, honestly. Dang, but but he said that I like I didn't even think about that. 
That didn't even cross my mind as a thing. He's like, yeah, dude, you just wasted those credits. I'm like, I wasn't going to use them anyway. Right? This is the only thing that I'm going to go freaking see this year. There's nothing else left this year that I want to see that's only in the theaters. Or if it is, I can wait till it comes home. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there was um, one time, or like I have to say, like it's really soured my taste on certain movie theaters. Um, but so if I go to those movie theaters again, I should probably utilize that tactic. But yeah, there was one time where, like, the movie theater was like crowded, but it wasn't like crazy crowded, right? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I had we had a spot on either side because we had a fairly large group going, and okay. we had a spot on either side, and I picked the seat on the end um but one person had or okay how should i describe this all right so i was close to the end of one of the rows of seats right someone Mm -hmm. had one one spot that was like on the aisle then there was a blank and then we took the rest from there okay uh okay some motherfucker took that one spot in between us oh my god i was like are you fucking kidding me and he didn't wear a mask and I was oh. like, are you fucking joking me, dude? Oh, dude, I'd be like, bro, these seats are mine. Uh, you need to move. <laughs> <laughs> I I was just like, uh, I mean, I didn't I didn't say anything. Normally I would say something, but the only problem is, is that like in this theater, you are not required to wear masks. Ooh. And he was eating. So I get it. Um, so yeah, I can't see, really that's... be mad about it. But the only so the only legitimate right I had to like to be somewhat upset is that who the fuck takes that spot? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why you got to? <laughs> who the fuck looks like, at that thing and says, "I want to sit here"? Yeah, yeah. That's that's like you know, in the first episode, uh, was the first episode of Hawkeye where he goes to the urinal and dude like goes right next to him, like, dude, there's like six other freaking urinals. What are you doing, man? Exactly. Yeah, dude. Like, spoilers. This is. This is well, I mean, <laughs> I'm it's I'm not really I'm that totally big of a deal. With you. Yeah. <laughs> Every, uh, yeah, like most men who go to the urinal, it's like don't don't be that guy, don't don't be the one because it's just it's just uncomfortable, right? It's just oh, not dude. A good, yeah, if you're not peeing why? right next to a stranger whenever you're going to the urinal, you're not doing it right. Oh, that's why I used to always hate going to uh, sporting events. How you gonna, how you gonna compare, dude? Well, have you have you been to a, a stadium that has a <laughs> that that uses the trough instead yes. of the freaking? Yes, oh, I god. Have. my god, uh, no. Honestly, uh, like I mean, I, I was I was kidding, obviously, just because like I am one of those people that's like. I will, like, hell has to be freezing over for me to use a public restroom. <laughs> because it's just, like, I find, like, like people are so fucking disgusting in general. Yes. But they're yes. even more disgusting in bathrooms. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not I'm not going in, in there no matter what. So, like, <laughs> literally, I think I've used a public toilet two times in my life. And mm. I have regretted every second of it. I'm just like, oh, God, this is the worst. Yeah. One time was in a Mexico fucking airport, dude. Oh, man. It was the worst thing I've ever experienced because it's not, it ain't clean. Let me tell you. Ugh. Oh, God. It was the worst. You may as well go into a porta potty at that point, right? I basically accepted death at that point. I was like, this is, this is how I'm going out. <laughs> oh, no. That's so bad. So bad. Oh, gross. Oh. All right. Anyways, keep, keep going. All right. Sorry. So, that's, so that takes care of uh, Spider Man and any entertainment stuff that I did this week, um, as far as like movies and shows and things. Um, on the game side, uh, I was rummaging through the PlayStation store. And I saw that there was a gem of a game package that I hadn't played in a very long time. 
Are you familiar with the Don Bluth animated Dragon's Lair and Space Ace games? Like, no, not at all. Uh, anybody out there who knows of Dragon's Lair and Space <laughs> I Ace, they're... I can't tell you how little that means to me. <laughs> oh my god, they're like they're like the original. I don't want to call them roguelikes because they're they're just they're they're fully animated games, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know who Don Bluth is, right? The animator. No. no. Um, you've you've seen his animation. It, um, yeah, I'm I'm guessing right now that I have. I just don't know yeah. his name. You absolutely have seen Don Bluth's animation. You can't like go anywhere without it. Like a lot of the stuff is his characters are are like they're hyper emotion emotive when they do a lot of their stuff. Like all of the action and the and the things like facial movements and stuff like that are exaggerated. Um, did uh, trying to think of a movie that he did like off the top of my head that you might know. Anyway, look him up if you have. Like his movies are usually pretty good. Uh, anyway, but back in the eighties, there was uh, two games. There were three games actually: Dragon's Lair, Dragon's Lair Two, and Space Ace. And the premise is they're they're fully animated games, and as the player, all you're doing is navigating the you know protagonist through a series of like puzzle like stuff but really it's just either you tap the controls left or you know, up right left or down or you hit a button that's it but it's timing right. based so you're watching as this animation plays out and it'll give you a signal on the screen like it's quick time quick time events it's the first quick time events game that's what it is right uh, but the whole game is just quick time events and um hmm. so yeah so that was on psn so i downloaded that for a little bit of a nostalgia and uh they were not they were not easy because a lot of stuff uh before then was just like something would flash and you have to to go oh it's on the left side i gotta hit it real quick when you would die that was a quarter muncher like i'd ever seen like like, i got three lives and i will lose them all in the first room (laughs) (laughs) uh so it was but it it was a lot of fun it was pretty cool to go back and try to play that again uh so i did that uh the other major thing actually there's two major things one was uh i'm still playing fowler legends which is um a uh, CCRPG that uh-huh. I got into with like Vash and Chef Crondo and stuff. They were playing that. So I'm like, ah, I'll pick right. it up. Uh, but the the big thing from today was, and this is a, um, what is this? It's just how shitty the free-to-play game space can be. I had sold, I had built up 214 uh, like books, basically things to get pulls, right? So you get that, you use 10 of them for, you know, a 10 pull. Is this the I AFK clone? It's the AFK clone, yeah. Okay, so I had gotcha. 214 of them. 214, mm. which is 21 pulls, right? Mm-hmm. In 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 those, like, 21 pulls, I got basically nothing. Like, there was a couple of characters that I used. There was one character that I was able to kind of ascend a little bit. But outside of that, squat. It's just like, that's just so Well, you know disheartening. where you fucked up, right? Yeah, I stockpiled. <laughs> no, no, you what? fucking didn't play AFK Arena instead. Oh, I'm still playing AFK Arena. Okay, good, good. good. Yeah, totally. Because that's that's um, that's the fucking game right there, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. The Drew, Drew's asking. No, there's no pity. That's the problem. Like, don't play games that don't have pity. That's that's really what it boils down to. For real, dude. You need, you you need games that have pity. Otherwise, this is the kind of thing that happens. If a game doesn't have a pity, that tells me all I need to know about that <laughs> seriously oh oh funny you should mention that because the other game that i played that you decided to shit on earlier today was I, dc I still worlds agree collide with that, <laughs> <laughs> you still agree with your your assessment mm-hmm. uh 
it's it's a uh, DC Worlds Collide, which is a game that's in open beta in uh, specific Asian territories. Um, it was like introduced to me uh, from some people that worked or like found it and were looking. I'm like, wow, this looks pretty cool. Uh, and initially, when you look at the game, it is a very stylized. Um, they, they chose a specific art style that is kind of familiar in the sense it's like um, it looks a lot like you know the multiverse like trailer. I think it looks like Fortnite skin. Yeah, from someone it's who this plays kind of a lot of bright, Fortnite, bright cartoonish color. Yes, I would like say their thing. color scheme and color uh, theme. What's the word? What the hell they call that? Uh, whatever the, the 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 color palette, whatever that that term is that they use. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's more pastel like. So that's where you feel where it looks. It, it feels more Fortnite. Um, but as far as like the, the which is the opposite of Disney, by the way. Yeah. Of, of uh, DC, by the way. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, that's one of the things we were looking at. It's like it was nice to see a DC game that wasn't dark and br- like just it wasn't Mortal Kombat meets DC. But isn't that what right? DC fans would like? No, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know. As a DC fan, I'm kind of glad that it goes in a different direction. Sometimes there are parts of DC that are fun and campy, right? Uh, um, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's was it's that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, and, oh, and, fucking and, old school Batman. Like, yeah, my, exactly. my dad has my dad has like the original Batman series, and so like I've watched it with him once before, like a few episodes, and that shit's fucking ridiculous looking. No, oh, from uh, the Adam West Batman. Pow, bang, splat. Yes, yeah, yep, 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 yep. But I mean, even outside of that, it's like, why all of a sudden did we get to this thing where like only Marvel material can have any sort of brightness or humor or whatnot right well it's more of like that's usually the separator between the two um franchises one is a little more bright and jokey and then the other one usually is or at least has wanted itself to seem this way really more dark and serious see i blame Zack snyder for that with man of steel batman batman is supposed to be dark and dreary because it's Gotham and Gotham is a hellhole. Gotham is like, that's what Gotham is. That's what Batman is. Mm-hmm. But characters like Flash, Superman, uh, those characters, though, the, they don't have to be that way. They don't have to be dark and, and, and brooding and that stuff. That's not what that, that's not what they are. They represent the more fun side of things. Like just all you look at all the characters of like all the characters in Flash, right? I mean, between um, uh, like Wally West, um, you know, you've got like much more like characters that aren't that dark and like, I don't know, just dark and dreary. You don't have that. But because of Zack Snyder's Man of Steel that tried to make Superman the care like the, the the quintessential like happy character or whatever turn him into something that i guess they felt more real more grounded by making it more dark you just you it, you spoiled the entirety and that's what the DCEU has become is that gritty dark you know different like they use different color tones and things like that where it looks that way and that's the that's the um aesthetic that they've established and but that's not what it can be it can be so much more and that's kind of what this game does is it flips things around a little bit 
here, but there's a bit. I take that back. There's a bit of a uh, juxtaposition, I guess, is because you have like you have these bright and colorful characters and UI and things like that, but it's the same boring story of evil Justice League comes in and starts taking over everything, and you have to defeat them. Like, how many times do we have to go back to this trope? Yeah, like the the only thing that's more powerful than the Justice League are evil versions of themselves. Yeah, like, ugh. Ugh. like and you, the, I know you shot on Batman earlier as he's a joke or whatever. Like, but the only person who'd be able to like I know how to stop them is Batman because Batman would know how to stop the Justice League because he's already proven that he knows how. That's that's a comic book story. That's one of my favorites, actually. But you already have a fundamental issue of issue if the only people that can beat the Justice League are dark versions of the Justice League. That's pro- yeah, right? That's a problem. This, like everything after that, like let's come up with a different storyline. Please yeah. something else. Because at least with Marvel, there's like a billion things that can kill the Avengers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But it's a whole thing of part of the other problem they have is well, now you have to have villains and heroes, you know, together you know fighting together for a common goal the common goal is the evil justice league like okay so why wouldn't the villains be like hey i'm gonna side with these guys because these guys are cool versions of you Mm -hmm. dorks yeah like that why not do that that would actually make more sense because you could have the heroes and the villains and you know maybe some of the heroes go the other way or something i don't know but that to me feels like the biggest flaw in the whole thing was just that that narrative was was weak and tired and and overused. So yeah. I wasn't too happy about that. For me, um, the the issue that I have with that game is that it looks like, I mean, a it's the same style of game that we've seen like a billion times over. DC already literally has a game type of the same thing. This one is just more of a cartoon stylized version of it. Like I so I don't get it. It brings it. It well. It first of all, it brings it up a little bit in um, the 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 point of it's not a straight turn based game like DCL or MSF. It mixes elements of AFK and the traditional turn based game in that everything is done auto, but you have in AFK, like you said, you have the ability to um, select the character's ultimate ability, right? You can do that. Uh, mm-hmm. You can do that in the game, but everybody runs, and unlike AFK, where everybody just runs in the middle and does what they do, this has specific turns, and you can see on the left-hand side like whose turn's going to go when or whatnot. Um, there's some different systems in there and how their, their combat works in that nature. They've also simplified um, character origins and character types, right? So you have three origins, which are... We'll just say, you know, it it might intellect and uh, agility, I think, is what they are. Um, Agility, strength, intellect is what they are. And it's Mm -hmm. indicated by a color. Red is strength, green is agility, blue is intellect, which we recognize from AFK, right? Those Mm -hmm. are the armor or the, uh, yeah, the armor types that you get. So it's either red, green, or blue. Easy to remember. Uh, They've also broken down and said their their character classes. Yeah, basic counter system. They've all they've broken down their classes. Their classes don't, ha- and the only thing they have is that you get a thirty percent increase t- against the origin that you know you have power over. There's no, there's no flip side like oh, but you also do less damage to them. Like no, they just do more damage to you. So if you can offset that thirty percent damage difference, it's fine. It doesn't matter. Um, 
the other thing they have was with, with the uh, system for their character classes, you have um, like tank or protector or whatever, uh, damage dealer and support. That's it. That's all you have. It's, it's real simple in that sense. So you can just be like, okay, I want to damage, I want to support and this and that. But it's not like uh, like a Valor Legends or a TFT or something where it's like this one counters this one and this one counters that one and does that loop back. It's just a simple, you have protectors, you have damage dealers, you have supporters. You put the team together and it's five, you have five on your side or whatever. You, you can put the team together and do that. Uh, so that, like the basic combat of stuff like that. What it pushes to the next level is some of the in-game, like the dude bigger details of the in-game cinematics and stuff right so if you do batman's ultimate there's a thing where he you know he goes all dark and he comes in and jumps up and and he they shows they show him shooting his grappling hook on the ground and he drops down and beats the crap out of the, the enemy or whatever mm-hmm. superman has one where they show him flying up through the clouds right and he stands there and soaks up the sun and then drops his heat vision like on the ground and just blows everything up so they've pushed it to the next level for some of that stuff. Like, you don't have to watch all of it. It's not like Final Fantasy where you have to watch all the summons. You can turn that off. Like, I'll only watch it once a day. And you'll see it one time and you won't see it every any other time during the day. So there are some cool things and some ideas that they have within this game that I think can potentially work. Uh, the other thing is, is because it is in a different region, I can't spend in the game. And mm-hmm. I haven't reached a point yet where... I've come against the hard wall where I'm like, oh God, I need money or I have to wait a week or whatever before I play this. Now, granted, I've only been playing for a few days. So mm-hmm. that's, um, I did come up against like like a soft wall where it was like, oh, I need five characters that are level 30 to progress in this part. But there were other areas of the game that I could still play before I came back in, in order to get those five level 30 characters, which isn't that hard to do. Um, right. It's, it's got a lot of stuff in there that has potential. Um, so I'm glad I didn't immediately look at it and just and you know write it off. Now the only problem I, I have, I you do what you did basically. Uh, I what's stand funny by is, it still, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what What's funny is, well, see, if you were to ask me what this game looks like visually, it looks a lot like multiverses. Um, if you've seen right. the trailer for that, game. I mean, I have that's seen the trailer, where, but yeah, that's where I get a lot of the same art style and vibe from uh it's that type of uh character design and um you know uh, animating and coloring that you see from that Mm -hmm. um most notably everybody seems to have skipped leg day (laughs) (laughs) there you go (laughs) of course that's the biggest problem i had was like so would you you give it a would you give it a download or a not download um if you want to go through the process of getting a vpn i'd say it's worth a look Ooh. Go in with an, go in with an open mind. Um, it's not the worst. Go game. in with an I mean, open mind and an even more open wallet, people. No, no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm no, just no. kidding. Yeah, I'd that, say was just, that was just you, too good to throw in there. Yeah, I, I, I'd say the second you hit a paywall or you hit some point where you feel like, okay, I can't progress unless I have to pay. Make the mm-hmm. decision there. Like, do I want to wait it out? Uh, do I want to try and get some sort of uh, currency conversion going and be able to mm-hmm. pay for it? Uh, or do I just want to stop playing? Yeah. I want to see where it keeps going because they have some really cool ideas for some of the systems, like I said, in the game. Um, and I'm interested right. to see how it how it plays out. And, um, you know, I'm, t- I'm treating it as my, my third... CCRPG behind AFK and Valor Legends. Okay, right, fair enough. Yeah. Um, 
So then you're done for your week then? Yeah, I'm done for my week. All right. My week is a good bit shorter, a little little week. <laughs> um, not too much went on. So uh, first thing would be I watched um, Arcane for the billionth time oh uh, all the way through because I fucking love it. And, it is good. Uh, I, I mean, yeah. like Arcane is my shimmer, dude. Like that's just what it is. I found out that um, shimmer is a metaphor for itself. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> But yeah, so I I watched that again, and I have been playing um, Ruin King, also by Riot. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> very You're just a good Riot game. fanboy. A lot of fun, and uh, yes, one hundred percent. And uh, I have been not not like too much more than that. Like, haven't played too many games beyond that because I've also spent a shit ton of time writing my backstory for. Our, you know, my character in the new D and D pod that we're doing for. Oh, we're uh, we're we're going there. We're talking about legends. That? Well, I mean, just just like just you know, just mention it. That's it. I'm just mentioning it <laughs> because in this case, like it did take up a lot of my time this week. Because as I said, I wrote, I ended up writing somehow. It was supposed to be like two pages. And I ended up writing like fucking thirteen, fourteen pages. Um yeah. So yeah, but anyway, so. Did that, and then I am seeing King Richard tomorrow, which I'm super fucking okay. pumped about. Okay. Um, did you see it or no? Uh, no, I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Um, I am. I haven't looked at any of the reviews for it yet, but I mean, Will Smith, I'm fucking pumped. I'm so lukewarm on him sometimes, though. I feel like from the at least from the trailers, dude, he seemed fucking great for this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll have to. I'm. I'm gonna. My did my brother watch it? My brother watched it, and he said that you know, whenever they do a story like this, there's always stuff that isn't in there, right? Oh, and yeah, like exaggerations the, and fabrications. Yeah, and, and it's so. the stuff that they take out that's you know interesting. Why wasn't that added in there? Yeah. Um, yeah, and he was talking about. I think there was a third. There was another sister um, that mm-hmm. they didn't really add into the movie. Mm. So it's like okay, and there was some stuff that happened and whatever. And I'm like, hmm, interesting why they didn't Rem- have that in there. It reminds me of uh, with Queen. They well, because a lot of times, like they, whoever has the actual right of the story. So you know, Serena and Venus, they probably were able to exnay a good amount of stuff that they did not want in there. That's mm-hmm. what happened with uh, in the Queen movie. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Whenever it was under Sasha Baron Cohen, he was originally gonna be, um, what's his face? Uh, wow, how am I forgetting him? Uh, Freddie oh, Mercury. Uh, Freddie Mercury. He was originally gonna be Freddie Mercury, and the director, if I remember correctly, was gonna do both. And then he dropped out because he found out that the the real band the rest of the band of queen who is still alive wouldn't let them talk about a lot of the real shit that happened with freddie mercury mm. and they wanted it a lot of the really dark shit that happened with freddie mercury and sasha baracone wanted to do the dark shit and so he dropped out um and that's when they got uh what's his face so there was a lot of things the timeline was like way off on that it was like really wonky from the way that they did it and a lot of things were off so yeah I mean that, that kind of happens sometimes whenever you know certain people are in control of the story and there's not enough time in between right um, but yeah anyways so I am excited to see that though but that's pretty much all I did this week 
So anyways, you know, that's what I'm, we'll see how the movie is. I'll let you guys know next week, but you know, hopefully it will turn out good enough. So let's go ahead and move on to the trailers now. <laughs> All right. So, uh, did you, did you, did you, did you, yeah. Anyway, so, uh, we're done with the week stuff. We're moving on to the news. We'll start with, uh, made a new section. We're going to talk about trailers. So whenever there's a, like a new trailer come out, we'll have a section specifically talking about. Yeah. Like, I like this section that stuff. better. Yeah. 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 So then that way it's not interspersed into other news. We just talk about it up front. Because uh, uh, I don't know if anybody saw this, but they recently snuck out a first look of the Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. It's the Part 1 bit that has me, like, curious. What do you mean Part 1? Don't do this shit. Don't don't release, <laughs> like, part of it and then, you know, make me have a cliffhanger and then have to come back a year later. I, I'm, I'm getting sick of that crap. But anyway, did you see the well, trailer that, or the first yes. look? Yes. My question is, was the Part 1 applied to the teaser or was the part one applied to the movie as in there's going to be a part one movie and a part two movie because i, I think see it it's as either, the latter as either way i think it's the latter i think it's called spider-man across the spider-verse part i one. think that that's also what it is but i mm-hmm. could see it being like Oh, no, wait, no. We just meant that this is just like part one of the teaser that we're going to be dropping. Please let it be I that. I hope it's but that. I, but yeah, I, I don't, don't think, think it is. is. No. Yeah. No, but um, I. These guys are. Ugh. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, I dug it. Like, I fucking am so excited to see this thing come back in. Um, regardless of the whole part one, part two, I actually trusted enough just because the first one was so good. That oh, I, hell yeah. I believe them. I believe in them. And I think that they know what they're doing. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm fucking down skis for it. What into the, what did you into think the, of it? Into the Spider Verse was such a great surprise of a movie. Breath of fresh air. It was just, I mean, I I love. I mean, I I don't know a whole lot about Miles Morales, but obviously for for you know obvious biases, I, I'm I love the character concept and idea, and mm-hmm. it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, where it's you have the name of a of a hero, mm-hmm. but that the character who is the hero is different. It's an alternate universe, right? It's not Peter Parker. It's Miles Morales, but it's still Spider-Man. Yeah. And, um, and then also the fact that like they can both exist at the exact same time. So you don't have to have one instead of the other. You bring it, you bring it in. Some of the things are very similar. Um, the idea and the characters are, are, are somewhat similar. Um, power sets are different, mm-hmm. <laughs> much, much way different. Yeah, uh, he's OP as fuck, is, is dude, really what it is, dude. Yes, that, see, that's what I, you know, he's not a whiny little bitch either, unlike Peter Parker. Yeah, Uncle B. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No. <laughs> which, which version of Peter Parker are you talking about, bro? I, all versions of Peter Parker are whiny little dude, because Nick, he's Nick from New Girl and like uh, the Jake Spider- Johnson. Yeah, the Jake but, Johnson version, dude. Fuck yeah, he's he's the man, dude. He because he had already gone through the whiny little, but he was still a little whiny. Uh, no, dude, he was. If yeah, anyone he, was whiny in that one, it was definitely Miles more so than anyone else. Miles was a teenager. Honestly, of course he was going to be whiny. Gwen was honestly the strongest character in there. Oh yeah, by far. Oh, yeah. whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. No, come on, man. Obviously, it was freaking Spider-Man Noir. He was the badass. I'm no, kidding. dude, he cried at one I'm point. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It was only because it was Nick Cage. Like, yeah. and like, where I go, 
the weed. Yeah. <laughs> and it smells like rain. I loved it yeah. because they knew it. Like, like yeah. they knew exactly what they were doing with that. They played uh-huh. into the trope of it. So I yeah. loved it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was it was great. Um so Very what I thought part. about what I thought about this, it felt like more of the same. Yeah. Um I'm just good in this case. It is good. I'm curious though. I feel similar to like the impact of Black Panther, right? Uh-huh. It was this it was this thing and it was a story that resonated with, you know, a certain people. Uh, and so it was something that we could immediately identify as like, this is our, you know, this is a thing that we recognize and we get down and that's what, you know, Killmonger was a relatable character because we've all felt that way at some point. Right. Um, I think Killmonger was the best thing about the Black Panther movie. Yeah. I I mean, by far, because it was, it was like, well, you have all this power. Well, I'm not going to get into it. We've already got it. But I still um, just wasn't a fan of the way that the city was laid out because I was like, hey, I don't <laughs> buy this shit at all. Oh my god, I fucking. Um, it just, I, it didn't look like much of an improvement. It looked like a fucking king's palace, and then everyone else was living in huts. Like I was like, this is <laughs> that's some the bullshit, border people. tribe. No, that's the that's the facade. That was the border tribe. No, 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 that it was, wasn't. That was that was the shit. That was in the shit, dude. You go back and watch it again, bro. I promise. Well, were they walking? Were they walking through the streets and everything? Were they walking talking? through the streets? That wasn't in Wakanda. No, no, that wasn't. There's a part where they're walking. Oh, we're through talking the about different and, streets, then. I think. Well, what well, what streets are you talking about? Well, they're more like dirt roads kind of thing. But well, you I, I think still you're see, playing into my hand more so than you yours could. Here. No, you could still see the mix of that was the whole point. It was the mix of the advancements, but but rooted in. Um, Customs and history, right, and, and African tradition. culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I, yeah. I get that was the vibe that they were going for, but at the same time, like it was too real of African culture to the point where, like, everyone, like, I mean, it was very. It looked like one percent of the population was doing really fucking well, and everyone else, or at least you know, like maybe seventy percent of everyone else, was not doing so hot still. But but here's the interesting thing: they were all coated in vibranium, like it was all in their clothes. It was like so. All yeah, so why didn't the, that's why this shit didn't make sense, dude? That's because it, because it, it was sense. it didn't make sense because it, it was custom traditional values as the things that they were. That was the whole point of the of the movie was you know at what point do you do you get rid of like things just to be traditional and you start to embrace progress. Right, but just because something's traditional doesn't necessarily make it good. Like having exactly. a hut that was that for was the exact people. That, yes, is not that, a good thing. Like that that's probably was a bad that was thing. Shuri's that was Shuri and Nakia. That was their point. It was like just because of we've always done it this way doesn't mean we always have to keep doing it this way, mm-hmm. right? So that that's why you get to the point where he's like he he goes into the the throne room or whatever wearing sandals. Mm-hmm. Right, like you have high tech shoes that don't make a sound when you walk or run. Why mm-hmm. are you freaking wearing sandals? And that's why yeah. she, that's why um, Shuri busts his balls over it. She's like, dude, you the, the elders are gonna love that because you're just playing yeah. into them. And it was the elders on the council that wanted to maintain their traditions. All of those details, like, because there's there's frivolous details or, or frivolous traditions, right? That don't necessarily mm-hmm. like pay out to anything but then there's actual traditions that like affect the livelihood of people and though the fact that those traditions are still there there's obviously this gigantic wealth see, disparity you, in there see, like you feel that way because that's that because to you 
All right. That is you a and I are bringing this up <laughs> on the next patron record, and we are right. gonna fucking sit down and have a long conversation about this. <laughs> We're gonna watch the whole goddamn movie while we talk about this. I, so I, I will go watch. I, I will go watch it again. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Not a problem. Anyway, because we we've gone completely off of where we were before. Yeah. Um, if Muggin was here, he would have been like, hey, what about that Spider-Man trailer already? That's true. So we're going to go back to it. Uh, I like it. Uh, uh, there was a part where the animation switched. And I'm wondering what that was that like, what that meant. Oh, you're, yeah, 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 yeah. And when, when they switched over into the other city. They switched over into the other city and the animation style switched. Like, is, is this what it's going to look like? Uh, or was I, this just like a representation that things are changing and different and he's gone to a different multiverse, a different universe? I think that was, because it didn't look like it was rendering or anything. It looked like that Mm-mm. was what the city looked like. So and, and I'm very confused as to, because it looked like a version of Spider-Man that he that they were fighting, right? Oh, that was, was Spider-Man fighting. 2099. You saw him right. at the that's, end I, of that's the... That's what I, yeah. I, I knew it was like something 99 was yeah. that Spider-Man version. So yeah, like there was something going on there, but that strikes me as that was that city style and because of that i don't think we're actually going to be in that city whenever the like for the movie mm-hmm. um because that was a weird looking animation style that i don't think i would enjoy watching in the whole time you know what i mean it was it was very super stylized but it was it was not it was all very like clean it together and very much the yeah. same so like it, it just looked like a blur honestly it it honestly felt like a early um, like like story animation kind of thing where like you haven't you're fleshing it out but you haven't actually gone through and and you know done the the, the CG part you haven't dedicated you're just getting the beats and the speed and the the what the scene's supposed to look like and play out and then you go back in and go okay now we're putting the horsepower behind it and we're gonna make it right. so I don't know what where it's gonna come from but again as I said I'm totally into it it's freaking into the spider-verse I, I think that these guys know what they're doing with the material um, they get the benefit of the doubt because they gave us such a great movie in the begin with yeah yeah no I uh, I agree I am pumped for this one yeah and uh, next up speaking of getting the benefit of the doubt James Gunn's peacemaker uh, there was a longer trailer that was released that gave us a little bit more of an insight into kind of what we're going to be seeing in this TV series, dug a little bit into a Peacemaker's personal life, his relationship with his dad, uh, and some of the dynamic with him and the members of the team, uh, in, including kind of like they're, you know, on their own. At some point, that's what this mentioned. So um, you see also bits of like what, some of the stuff that he struggles with. Uh, mm. did, what, what was your take on this? Um, I liked it because like, I always wondered how they were going to make this character, like keep him funny. Cause that was like the draw of his character, but also mm-hmm. like make him enough of a viable person, right. To actually have a whole series, you know, rotate around because yeah. A person that is just like can't go through any emotional changes and it's just this is the way I am and can affect and can be affected by zero amount of growth. And honestly, I like based on the last movie have um, basically no depth to them. Just be like a very superficial character. Right. Um, yeah. Very one note. Yeah, exactly. Like that, that that would be funny for like a very little bit and then it would run dry very quickly. So yeah. having him do this. Uh, makes him much more interesting. 
and definitely gives him the likability that's going to be required to keep him, you know, as a the star of a viable series. You know what I mean? It's like Jack Sparrow in the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, right? He comes yeah, in, exactly. in the first movie, knocks it out the park. Then they try to make three more movies centered on him, and they just don't work. Um, well, because... luckily they had an they had a, an entire cast around him because they did always keep him as the villain. Well, how should I say? They kept him as because they didn't really keep him as a villain, but they always kept him as a guy who would seem like the villain, but would end up being kind of the hero. Right, so anti, they, like an anti, a reluctant hero. Yeah, yeah, is what he was. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, he was in a weird pocket. I feel like, but um, yeah, but the, I mean, he was still a pirate at the end of the day. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that's the thing. Like he had to fit that role while also simultaneously having to remain likability. So he was in a weird pocket. I actually think that they toted that line fairly well with him. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, I I did enjoy the the series. Some were definitely better than others, but mm-hmm. um, overall, I think they did fairly well with him. But in this case, like I definitely think that you know, seeing the arc that he's going to be going on, it makes a lot more sense that he's going to be able to have a actual series be written around him now. Yeah. Well, you brought it back to Peacemaker, which completely ruined my transition, which I had all set up. I was going to go Uh from talking about the, the character who started out kind of like a villain whom you didn't know whether you liked or liked to somebody you eventually liked um, in book of Boba Fett. Also, a character mm-hmm. who starts out as a villain who eventually, for some reason, gains super popularity, even though he got killed by a blind guy with a stick. Yeah, that's, I mean, like, so I don't really under, like, I like Boba Fett because of Mandalorian, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I never cared about him before that. Like, I know <laughs> that he has, I, and I watched the Disney thing about him, right, um, mm-hmm. for Boba Fett. I forgot mm-hmm. what it was called now, but I, I did watch it. So, like, I know that there's this really fucking weird, like, fandom for this character specifically. And I know where it came from. I still don't understand why it was there to begin with, though. Like, all of the things are like, this is why people loved him. I'm like, really? That's it? <laughs> like, I'm still, like, looking for the answer of, like, but, like, why, though? And uh, so, yeah, I, I chalk it up to just people from that time were easily impressed, honestly. Well, the um, only reason why he was cool in the first Star Wars trilogy is because he had the cool armor and the helmet looked pretty badass. And mm-hmm. that was about it. I felt like that, that looked aggressively thing. mediocre whenever. <laughs> I don't know no if it's Darth just, Vader. Well, yeah, like, I don't know. I thought even whenever I saw Darth Vader, I thought his was also like, I mean, his was like cooler, but like. I mean, definitely cooler than um, uh, Boba, Boba, but yeah. yeah, like I've never been even the slightest bit impressed with the armor of, of Boba Fett. So, well, well, according to what's happened now, he's Boba Fett. Um, <laughs> he's got, he's got, got a little pudgy. He, he, he deserves. He deserves to be able to be a little fat. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Crawling out of the Sarlacc pit and all that. Exactly. Other stuff. He's he's had yeah. a fucking life, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He was supposed to be slowly digested for a thousand years in the belly of the pit, and he and he didn't. So that's right. Um, Do you think we're gonna figure out what like uh, or how we got out of it? Oh, absolutely. If they don't do some sort of thing leading up to it to think, to tell us, like, people, somebody's going to ask, I thought you died on Tatooine. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's probably going to say something. It's it's going to have to come up. Then maybe there's a 
uh, an episode that's just purely, oh, what happened to me on Tatooine? So we get to relive him falling in the Sarlacc pit and how he gets out of it. Uh, if it was one of things, like we saw him go in and he just, maybe does he crawl right back out? I have no idea. That would be like the lamest thing Flashbacks. Ever. Like that, he just uh, crawled right back yeah, out just, after oh, everybody oops, left. Oops, yeah, sorry about that, guys. Like, I'm I'm back. <laughs> he's like hanging out, just like because you you saw him go in, right? He's hanging out, just like right, right. below, like like oh, okay, well, he was always right, just perfect. He was still there for the rest of the fight. Even he was just always perfectly right off camera. Yeah. Oh, the, oh dude, <laughs> like you see him come out, and then like, yeah. yeah, he's he's like actually out in the fight, but because like shortly after he went out, they blew up Jabba's uh, yeah Jabba's exactly. ship, right? His things so you're like okay yeah i, I survived that like, oh, <laughs> God. okay all right well uh personally uh you know it's it's star wars it's favreau it's feloni or not feloni it's just favreau in this case right feloni's not doing boba fett but feloni always consults on all of them though yeah exactly these guys love love their star wars they do a great job with star wars so of course i'm going to look for boba fett to be a good thing plus it's ming yeah. na wen ming na wen is awesome yeah for sure yeah and we'll we'll see how that how it comes out december right later on this month yeah we get the book of boba fett. and that's not like there's still a mandalorian season like three coming yeah so it's, it's gonna be great can't wait I, I mean i'm super pumped for that like i need to see it. well actually i don't know if i'm super pumped for that come to think of it because the way it ended off like I genuinely don't know if I will be as interested without there being a force wielding character on there. Yeah, we'll see. Like, we'll we'll have to see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. Maybe I don't know. Sometimes I got a little frustrating where he had to worry about the kid because he really didn't do a lot of good with that kid. He just left him with random people. Oh, I agree. <laughs> but it's more of like knowing. Like I'm one of those people that once again, like the the stakes are raised to there are people in the world that control the force. It's harder for me to care about just a normal person at that point. <laughs> I, like I, I've always, I've always been like that. I know that's my issue more so than anyone else's. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like that's just how my brain operates. I'm like, like, this is cool, but like, can we like talk about this kid that can lift fucking objects with the force, please? Like that's what I'm thinking <laughs> the whole time. And now that, now here. that he's moved on, the only thing that I'm thinking is like, can we change this series to what happens with Luke now? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we talked about Boba Fett, old characters coming back. Uh, here's a good old character coming back. Moving into news, we're done with trailers. Uh, Danny DeVito has said he would play Penguin again if Tim Burton is directing the film. Hmm. What, do, I mean, what what are your thoughts on Batman Returns? First of all, I would. I mean, it's it's good. It's not my Batman, but it's good. You know, not my Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Keaton, was, Keaton ain't my Batman, bro. Is Robert Pattinson your Batman? Because Robert Pattinson is no one's fucking Batman. <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> no, your your Batman is Christian Bale. Christian right? Bale, yeah, Christian yeah. Bale's my Batman. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm a big fan of Danny DeVito's, mostly because of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, but also because like, you know, Twins and stuff like that, like some of his older stuff that he did. I, I really like that. But, um, yeah, with this one, it would be weird to get, like, a super old penguin. Not to mention, I don't know if you've seen Danny DeVito recently. He can still move around, don't get me wrong, but he looks fucking old as balls. But I guess that kind of works <laughs> into his character. Yeah, I mean, He's going to be yeah. tougher to make up anyway, so who gives yeah. a shit? Yeah, but, I mean, he did, penguin doesn't have to move a yeah. lot. So if he did you it, know? I mean, like, yeah, I mean, fuck it, yeah, I'd, 
I'd see it. I'd see that shit for sure. Oh, oh, I'm. I mean, regardless, I'm totally going to see it. It's freaking Batman. First of all, I'll tell you this Second, right now. If Burton. I if I would choose between that or Robert Pattinson Batman that I'm going to get, <laughs> I would choose that heartbeat. See, then you could have like Keaton come back as well. And uh, yeah, I love like, Keaton, ooh. but I don't want him as my Batman. <laughs> do, do we get Do we get Michelle Pfeiffer coming back as uh, Selena Kyle Catwoman? Catwoman, yeah. Uh, where what is she doing these? Oh no, she's uh she's in the Marvel now, right? Michelle Pfeiffer? Yeah, what is she doing Marvel. What? She's Hold the on. mom of uh, an Ant Man. Uh, oh, that's you know. right. Duh, yeah. duh. Yeah, bro. <laughs> she's she's uh, some Janet su- Janet Van Dyne. She's some yeah. She's some hand wavy like magic fucking wizard character now. I don't. I forget she was in that. Oh my god. Yeah, honestly, I did Ooh. not like how they handled that character in in Ant Man too. <laughs> what she was like? In the she was world. just like, "I'll save you, girl. I've been yeah. in the quantum zone. I have <laughs> abilities now." Ooh, there you go. I was like, wow, "All right, cool. All right, okay." So we'll we'll move on from things you didn't like to things no one liked. Uh, the last three seasons of Game of Thrones, no one was really a fan. Best, you know, who- seasons of <laughs> Game of Thrones, hand down. Dude, you know who like- also wasn't a fan? It's creator. <laughs> George R.R. Martin was not happy yeah. with the three seasons because he felt that he gave the you know obviously we know the first five seasons followed the books because they yeah, had material scripted. yeah yeah exactly so once you got to seasons six seven and eight there were no books to follow anymore instead George gave the showrunners an outline of how events were going to play out but they didn't follow it and yeah. He was, frustrated by that it's one of those things where like you really can tell and like everyone could tell like okay they really followed the notes right they're mm-hmm. good at following notes but the second those notes are gone they're fucking trash well so, apparently like, they had notes they just decided right not but wasn't to, wasn't yeah. to the degree of of the notes they did have for the other ones no, it's, it's so, to me, it feels a lot like like uh, Peter Jackson with Lord of the Rings, right? Mm-hmm. You couldn't flub that up. J.R. Or, or Tolkien basically left you a script, set direction, yeah, he left costume, you a manuscript, yeah. locations. All of that stuff was in the book because he painstakingly described it to you in right. heavy detail. <laughs> yeah, it basically just told you like the second they had to use their own creativity they fucking Oop. fail, meaning they have no yeah. creativity or, or the creativity that they have is just terrible. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I thought that it was funny how they immediately got dropped from the Star Wars project and everything like that right afterwards because they were like, oh, shit, these guys can't do anything. <laughs> these, guys, these guys suck. Get them yeah. Out of here. So, yeah, I like they're good at reading directions. That's it, you know. Um, but, yeah, George, I'm not surprised George wasn't happy with it because, yeah, no one was. Although, even if he... I bet you that he would come out if they were a success. I bet you he'd come out and say, "Oh, like let's just say it. It it was the same thing, right?" But people would love. But people it. loved it. Like I, I bet he'd be coming out saying, "I fucking loved them." You know, it's easy to say that after it already happened, and you can say, "Yeah, was it me?" You know what I mean? It's easy to kick them when everybody's kicking them. <laughs> yeah, right? especially whenever he has you know the books that to still sell, right? Well, I mean, he hasn't sold a book or a new book in God knows how. Right, long. but he's when did working. That last one come out? He's you know he's quote unquote working on on the new ones, right? He's so, been working on the new one since the series I premiered. Know. 
trust me, I know. But eventually, assumingly, he's he is going to be done with them, and he has to sell them. So, yeah, of course, he's going to position himself as, yeah, those ones that they wrote that everyone hated, they're fucking trash, and I hate them too. You should read yeah. my great one instead. Like read read the sixth book to see where everything goes. Yeah, yeah. Speaking so. of which, he said he also wanted he put he pitched and pushed for. The season, the show to run ten seasons because he felt that was a good pace to show everything like as he felt it should play out. Uh, obviously, we did not get that. Instead, we got eight seasons and uh, like not even eight full seasons because the eighth season was cut short. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's like I honestly don't think it was as much a time issue as much as just narrative direction was fucking off. Start as soon as they went off script, right? Mm-hmm. Everything was just off. They did a really bad job showing particular things. They made really poor choices with how to develop some characters, especially the way that they ended them off. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I was just like, this is fucking like so many things there were just wrong. And it wasn't because of time. It was because of choices. Yeah. So, yeah. I think they were just done with it and wanted to do something else. And Yeah. They were probably prepping like, dude, I can't wait to get that fucking Star Wars job going. Let's just end <laughs> this shit. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, hey, we want you for Star Wars. Oh, that's it. I'm done with Game of Thrones. Moving on to Star Wars. Let's let's <laughs> exactly. let's, let's, let's let's cut it. You know, cut a couple of episodes out the last season. We can we can we can tie this up in a bow. The fans will love it. No, exactly. But, now yeah. you have nothing. But oh well, uh, they're richer than we will ever be in our entire lives. Oh, so yeah. you know, they came out on top. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> There's no smooth transition to this. Hey, so because you you are such a huge fan of this uh, show, uh, the How I Met Your Mother uh, alum Colby Smolders is coming back as Maria Hill in the Secret Invasion show on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. It's coming out. So I think we'd already heard that like what uh, Mendelssohn and and Samuel L. Jackson were going to come back and reprise mm-hmm. their roles in uh, for you know from from the uh, movies. And mm-hmm. now Colby Smolders is coming as well as Maria Hill. I mean, this really surprises me. Zero percent. <laughs> Who the fuck is turning down a job from Disney? <laughs> Honestly, like, know. hey, uh, do you have time to fit this Disney TV show into your script for Marvel? Like, uh, yeah, I think she'll move around any fucking thing in her life to make that happen. Oh, we like, all know she wasn't doing anything else. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, that's my point. Like, I mean, there is literally, like, I think anyone anywhere, if they get a call from fucking Disney to be on anything related to Marvel, right, or really mm-hmm. anything else at this point, but, like, especially Marvel, mm-hmm. you are answering that fucking call with just yes, right? Who like, was? you don't even need to hear their pitch. It's just, yep, yeah, I'll make it. Hang on. Who oh, I'm going to be pay- playing the... a fucking dragon? Yeah, I'll be a fucking dragon. I don't care. Put me in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's 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 kind of like, um, so I was a big fan, obviously, of The Good Place. A lot of people were. And um, I used to listen to the podcast mm-hmm. uh, that was done um, by uh, one of the, the crew. God, what was his name? Well, I can't remember what his name was. Uh, anyway, he he played um, 
he played. I'm not okay. Can't spoil anything. But shut up because I'll spoil it. Anyway, uh, but Good he did story. a podcast. And, and, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he was do, he he was the host of a podcast for the show, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of times he would talk to people that were on the show, and it was like, hey, what were your you know what was your image your path to getting the show? Blah blah blah. And all of them had the same thing in common. Their agent said, Mike sure wants to talk to you, and without question, all of them said yes. They're like, yeah. what, I don't care what it is. I'm just going to do it because it's a Mike sure thing. I'm totally going to do it. Yeah, and it's like it's that same kind of thing like you were saying with Disney Plus. Like, you, would you like to do a Disney? Plus? Yes, yeah, yeah, duh. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like of course I'm going to do it. I have to be a donkey that can't smile. Sure, I will be the fucking donkey that can't smile. Just put me in the goddamn movie. <laughs> it's like I don't. It's like I don't care. I'm totally going to do it. Yeah, well, yeah, that's fine. Exactly. Not a big deal. But yeah, that's that's uh, my whole thing. Like I went through the whole roundabout way to try to be like, yeah, this is what people were talking about with uh, Mike Sure. So. Uh, yeah. But, but I, yeah, um, I think that either way, like, I like her as Maria Hill. I just want to say, like, I do like her as Maria Hill. I'm, mm-hmm. she was the character that I liked probably least in Him Yim, by the way. But I still, <laughs> you know, that's still like it, it says a lot about her, though, because, like, I, I really love those characters and I did like her character too. It's just the one I liked the least out of the bunch. But, um, yeah, it's been weird seeing her as Maria Hill, but I mean, yeah, I've never been like, oh, I fucking can't wait till Maria Hill comes on, right? <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, I mean, the fact that she's going to be in there and she's a recognizable face, sure, I'm for it. You're good. Yeah, you're good for it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that works. Uh, so, uh, were you a big Mass Effect fan? I don't remember. Fuck yeah, I'm a big Mass Effect fan, dude. Would you watch a TV show from Mass Effect? In the, Fuck in that yes, universe? I'd watch a TV show about Mass Effect. I think that it's, well, like, ripe for a TV show. Well, Amazon agrees because they are in the final steps of getting a show together in the Mass Effect universe. Uh, I'm on the same boat as you. I think this is a thing that definitely would work better as a show than a movie. Uh, There's a lot of characters. There's a lot to explore. There's a lot of the universe. Uh, I think that having that in a format, a longer format, uh, 10 episodes, hour piece. What do you think? That sound good? Yes, I mean, I I have like, honestly, I'm the kind of person that is really happy these um, streaming companies have been able to have a lot of agency and success with shows, and especially shows that are developing big IPs, because Mm -hmm. honestly, I would much rather have shows than movies, especially dealing with, I mean, like if you're coming up with an original idea and it's developed for movie format, fine, go ahead. But if you're taking complex narratives from games, especially games involving sequels and books involving sequels, fuck, dude, don't do that in movies anymore. We don't need it. Shows are a much more viable format for that. Use the TV shows to flesh out the universe, to introduce us to the universe, to Mm -hmm. keep to to add to bring in new things from the universe, to explore the universe. That's what you use a TV show. It's a longer form. Use movies to show single Mm -hmm incidents or scenarios or situations that happen within that universe that's the way I yeah. think it works best i think um how disney plus did it it's backwards but it's the best way it like proved the concept yeah. right so i think that like if they had the ability and they knew what they knew and they knew what they know now like they would have started with shows and then built in with movies um, well, as opposed think- to the way they originally did it so the problem with that, though, is you need 
the you need the world you need the, the story you need the thing to drive that viewership to television because prior to this tv was thought of as a place where stuff goes to die right it wasn't it, it didn't have streaming oh, yeah, services yeah. or whatever it didn't have like oh you're on a tv show like you you okay we were talking earlier how you disliked flash right you thought mm-hmm. arrowverse was a joke right you don't you can't do the avengers on tv I am. I agree with you. There. I'm meaning in a paradigm that ex- in the paradigm that exists now. That's why okay, I was saying so, like how streaming platforms have have validated this as a proper format for TV shows. So I, I guess a good idea with that we were talking about earlier would be like you do the Mandalorian as a TV show, mm-hmm. then you have a Mandalorian film that yeah. talks about a specific thing that happened. That's the very anime style. Right, right, exactly, yeah. Because that just, yeah, that, which makes sense as to why you like that. <laughs> yeah, well, because it's the proper way to do it, honestly. But, yeah, you yeah, build it, it makes, and, yeah, yeah. But it, exactly. As you were saying, yeah, you can lay out the out the universe and then you can cherry pick particular events with movies. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it makes it much easier and it's a much better way to do it. But, yeah, you did have to go through the validation phase. So, mm-hmm. but, yeah, if, if they, if the world was what it is now, then, and they you know, knew that was a viable thing, then I'm sure that they would have loved to be able to do it, you know, how animes do it, basically. But mm-hmm. luckily, they validated it for everyone else, and now we're getting all of these shows, and I think that it's much easier. Like, the reason why we had so many failures before of, of uh, movies being brought from video games is because you just didn't have the time to flesh out an actual in-depth universe, right? Yeah. You have yeah. a game that takes 15 hours to, to go through, or, or in some of them way longer, right? And then mm-hmm. you're supposed to get it done in a movie? No, thank you. Or you're supposed mm-hmm. to get ha- you know a quarter of it done in a movie, and then you need the sequels to give you the rest of the context? No, that's mm-hmm. not going to work either. So yeah. yeah, having having this, like I can't wait until they green light, and I know it's coming. I know it is. When they green light a Bioshock series, Fuck oh. me, dude. They do that, my life is over. Like, that's so, just boom. But what would you like to see in the Bioshock universe? Would you like to see Rapture before we encounter yeah. it in the first Bioshock movie? I would I would certainly want to see Rapture first because that, like, that whole narrative that they have there that is kicks it fucking off. brilliant. Well, it's just yeah. brilliant. It's a it's super cool idea because it, it took modern... Or I shouldn't say modern history, but it it took historical events and then split off the timeline to an alternate reality, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like an like if things would have happened this way instead. And mm-hmm. so I love how they went about it. And of course, it's you know fantastical and you know wouldn't be able to have been actually created given the technology. But it's just so fucking cool what they did with it. And then I definitely want to see one. Um, I forgot the the name of the city, but with the the floating city that they had. Oh, uh, was that Columbia? Yes, Columbia. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I definitely want to see one with Columbia too. That needs to be its own series. Um, but yeah, you could you could go forever on a show all about Rapture, dude. There's way too much to dig in there. You could go for at least ten seasons on there. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't need honestly, about, dude. I could I write you out the seasons. script for fucking ten, or at least like the bare bones script of ten. Now, just on the events <laughs> that I've already seen. <laughs> oh man, that would be fun. <laughs> that would be fun. Uh, yeah. So, all right. Well, that brings us to the end of the uh, nerdy news section. We can move on into the gaming. 
Uh, I'm going to start with something I like, move to something that you like, and then we'll start to do more common ground stuff. So <laughs> I already um, know which is which. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so for, for those of you out there that uh, don't fall into the stigma of Fortnite sucks, uh, the end of the chapter two season or series or whatever, mm-hmm. they had the major event today that um, put an end to that chapter and uh, the servers are now down uh, and they will be back up uh, in a day or two or something like that uh, to begin the new chapter three, which introduces an entirely new island. Uh, because before, I think in the first two chapters, it was on the same island. Things kind of looked the same, but this time, uh, I don't, you know, F it. If you have, if you didn't watch the event, spoiler alert. So, uh, basically they flipped the island over. <laughs> so now we're going to be exploring what's on wow. the opposite, the underside. Yeah, it, it was a really weird sequence of events that happened, but apparently there were characters that had shown up before, uh, including one uh, named, oh, God, what was his name? Um, anyway, uh, it was... This is like Lost 2.0 is what it feels like. Oh, dude, it was it was, it was was crazy. It was, it was absolutely crazy what happened. Uh, I, did whole thing I did watch the video. I did watch the video with Dwayne Johnson... Yes. Yeah. 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 The foundation. Uh, yeah. That's who it was. So he he comes in and apparently like you, you don't see his face at all prior to that. Then he shows up and takes his helmet off and it's Dwayne Johnson in Fortnite. Of course, mm-hmm. why would not Dwayne? Why would you? He would. Why would he not be in there? But here's yeah. the thing. Apparently, like I wasn't paying attention to it, but he had been teasing this for a while. Remember his the Zoa energy drink thing that he was doing Those a long time super ago? Super cringy energy drink commercials. Yeah, yeah, if if you remember, there's a commercial where one where he opens a fridge and reaches in and pulls stuff out. There's a helmet in there. That helmet is the foundation's helmet. Wow, that's um, that's crazy. Some serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some seriously <laughs> Easter eggy crap. God. Yeah. Now uh, most fa- most fans, if you were true, probably like hardcore Fortnite fans from a while ago, would have recognized that immediately. It's like, hey, why is the Foundation's helmet in there? Me, I'm stupid. I only started playing Fortnite at like you know two seasons ago, so I didn't know who that was or what that was. But I remember seeing this thing going, why is there a freaking helmet in his refrigerator? What the hell is that? Mm-hmm. And then when I saw that, my son was like, yeah, dude, they teased, daddy, they teased it in this thing. And he had the commercial. Then I remembered the commercial and looked it up. I'm like, oh, my God, that's right. I remember that helmet being there and going, why is there a helmet in his fridge? Yeah. So. No, I yeah. mean, that, that is fair. That is. And yeah. that is something. But I still <laughs> won't play Fortnite. <laughs> I don't so. expect you to. Sorry, I Fortnite. Just, it you didn't right. get me this time. Yeah, darn it! They thought yeah. the Rock would, the Dwayne hopefully, the Rock Johnson would be enough to pull you in. Hopefully, Chapter Four will turn it into an entirely different game, and then they might get me. Wow! <laughs> would, would, it, if it if they turn it into a better anthem, would that bring it in? Would that get you? Would that like actually? Bring yes, you in? yes, yeah? absolutely. Yeah, that would bring me in. Yeah, that would totally bring you in. Anthem with actual end game content, then you'd yeah. be like, I'm, I'm yeah, in. I'd, I'd play that shit. Yeah. Okay. I, you know what's funny? I never played Anthem. When it came you're, out and everybody was like, this game's... much, dude. I know. Everybody's like, the, the flying is beautiful. The game is gorgeous really looking. Is, yeah. But there's nothing once you get to the end. Like, oh, well, I'm not playing then. I knew I was in <laughs> trouble. Like, I didn't even bother getting to end game content because I knew I was in trouble. A, the flying was absolutely fantastic. Like, mm-hmm. there, I have never uh, experienced a game since that has flying mechanics 
feel nearly as good as the flying did in that game. I mm, okay. I will say that right now, and I think everyone that has played it agrees with me because I know specifically Pika and Chu, who we you know we all teamed up and played a good bit with it. Um, they feel the same. But I will say that the first thing that was like this is not going to be great is that each enemy was like a fucking meat shield like you needed mm, to uh. sit on even the smallest enemy for like four times longer than any other game oh so, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah no that's not. bullet sponges suck nobody likes yeah, bullet exactly. sponges oof all right well speaking of non-sucky get into something uh that you are i'm gonna pro you need to promise me we're not gonna spend 20 minutes talking about this I mean, could okay. I? Yes. Will I know? Yeah. Oh, thank you. I don't want 13 pages of how much love you have for this game. But uh, <laughs> in, an, in an unprecedented move, Riot is releasing a new character in TFT mid, like mid-season is what they call it? Or mid, yeah. what are they? Yeah. Mid-season. It's a mid-season update, yeah. The mid-season update. It's not out yet though, right? No, no. The mid-season update is okay. coming, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, Arcane's Silco is coming to Teamfight Tactics. Now I played TFT a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I did enjoy it. Uh, it, it we used to play at work all the time. We even had a somebody created a little trophy that like if we all played at lunch, whoever was the one that got the highest, either they mm-hmm. won or whoever placed highest, they got the trophy for that day. We all played again. Nice. Um, dude. Yeah, it was. I my initial thoughts on the game were i don't want to play a game where i need to have an encyclopedia cheat sheet next to me that i need to refer to while i'm playing the game yeah uh, and i watched everybody play it and then i think i kind of got over that and then i broke up the cheat sheet next to me and i started playing the game because it was a, it's an interesting like it's not as complex as league of legends in the sense like you you're you're not going to get yelled not at, at by all. somebody, but it's there is enough strategy and complexity to it, to where you can you can pick it up and play it immediately. But to be successful, you have to really understand what you're doing. Yeah, well, that's I mean, one thing that Riot is very fucking good at. I mean, is everything, but specifically oh, one thing that they're really good at that is very important. I feel like um, nowadays, especially whenever gaming is becoming more accessible to all different types of people than ever before, right? It's the pick up and play aspect of it, right? Easy to play, hard to master. That's the key for games. And Riot has done an incredibly good job throughout all of their games doing this and applying that basic philosophy to all of their game designs. So this is no exception. And the fact that you can Go in there, have a good time, pick out some fucking characters, throw them on the board, boom, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Let them auto-battle each other. But there is a lot, a lot of strategy that can play in here. Position yeah. means everything. Team comp means everything. Itemization still means everything. You know, as you said, it's definitely it. like the... Um, how should I say? The skill cap is not nearly as high as um say you know league of legends um but that's because you know the item like just items alone in in league of legends there's like you know 120 items right yeah more than that even actually um and you have to make instantaneous decisions and you have like you know five other people attacking you so many external forces but here yeah it's much much more simple and it's also slower so people can kind of gauge things a little better um 
so yeah, it's it's very cool. It's a very good game mode. They switch up the styling of the game and the different types of units that's involved and the, yep. the type of subgroups and everything like that every season. And they have a yeah. mid-season update where they add in new characters to that particular styling. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the mid-season update that you were talking about is going to be bringing in Silco, which is a big deal because it's the first time a non-champion character will be added to yes. any game. He is brand new. He has not yeah. existed in anywhere in the game before. So they had to create him from scratch. Yeah, like this in, is as you had mentioned character. before, like all of the other characters at least had a base as a champion in League of Legends. Right. And it was just about changing the theme of the character to make it match whatever they were using at that point. Right. As you mentioned, they had thematic mm-hmm. stuff like I came in. I think yeah. it was it, no, it was before Galaxies, whichever one was before Galaxies. Um, which is when I was playing mo- most uh, often. Um, was that Spirits? Like, that might have been Spirits. It was, the, it was the one where you had nodes, you had points on the, the, the map where you could place characters there to get a bonus. Uh, uh, to like I, I know what you're something. talking about. I don't, remember, but I don't remember what skin line that was from, though. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what it was called, but that was the one that I came in when, when I was playing. But like to, to kind of go back to a little bit, like the, the, the way the game works, and it's, it's Riot's player-first mentality, Right. Yeah. And it's supported in the game in the sense that the skill looks like with League of Legends, your progression is based on your skill and reaction time and ability to anticipate and be able to, um, you know, either get your opponent to do a thing or react to what your opponent has done. That's, uh-huh. But that's all like physical movement. It's it's, it's your yeah. hand speed, hand eye coordination. That's where reaction is succeed. the number one. Your rea- yeah. Your, yes. Yeah. Yeah, you're, yes, you, that's how you succeed in League of Legends. In TFT, it's more about your ability to think, um, yeah. and and th- and think on think what and synergize, happening. Strate- strategize, think, and yeah, synergize, strategize. Yeah. It's more about strategy in in that sense because as you mentioned before, it's about like taking the team, getting the team that you want, the comp that that works well. In addition to com- com- finding the correct items that support those comp that player because you're usually going to have like one or two carry uh mm-hmm. units right where you're going yeah, to dump items on them. that and you got to protect them and the other team has to complement them right so mm-hmm. that's it you don't want like you don't want your main unit to be like a sniper and then you don't give them any support to keep them alive right like all yeah. the other guys are assassins like wait what exactly. <laughs> that's dope why would you do that you although there is a open. team comp that revolves around assassin assassin rushing but yeah Assassin uh, Russia, yeah, but you don't have a sniper though. sitting in the back going, "I'm the main carry." Like yeah, out here. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but but one of the things that I always found like the hardest about the game was knowing when to shift, because mm-hmm. that's the thing that they don't kind of explain to you. Is at some point shift, you start shift with in more, what way? Um, so shift your shift your your um, your team right because at some point what happens is is you normally don't get the good characters until you start. To get further into the game so you could prepare your team by you know getting some of the more common characters building them up but at some mm-hmm. point you're gonna want to flip to focus on some stronger characters that then show up later that will fill out your team right yeah and in well, many th- cases sometimes you have to dump them all together the all this isn't working start over yeah, I mean, it kind of, it all, first of all, it depends on what the alt universe meta is at the time. Uh, I shouldn't say meta, but the alt universe mechanics are at the time. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like, 
you know, other times before it was like you got a character basically and like like one you can only have one of these characters that would randomly come around and they would be like a super version of that character. So you'd always want to build yeah. off of that subgroup. Right. But yeah. in this case now, like it usually goes, you find the early strong units from anything, try to build just a base comp to get through monsters. And yep. then you want to see you. It, it's always kind of reacting to what the game gives you because as people pull from a particular subgroup that subgroup will come around less and less often so you kind of have to be aware of what's going on and then you have to create from there so you do have to be on your toes like everything is slower paced than league of legends obviously but yeah like that's kind of the beauty of it is that you know you don't have to make split seconds division uh split second decisions but you do have to be very very strategic and connect a lot of dots if you want to be the most successful like I yeah. said, this is this is high end strategy talk, you know, for basic strategy talk, pick two subgroups that you like and fucking put them together and see how far you get. That's how yeah. it goes. And then, yeah. yeah. And then just try and combine your heroes to get the biggest, yeah. strongest I mean, you can and then have fun. Yeah. The biggest thing is that, I mean, A, it's a lot of fun and B, Silco is an incredibly captivating character from Arcane. Yeah, I, I you've seen it. So, you know, he's I mm-hmm. love this fucking character. He's such a a well done villain. Um, I don't want to go into the, to the narrative aspects of him of why, cause that's not what this is about, but he does yeah. fit very well into this gizmos and gadgets um, scenario. He's going to be a mastermind, which is what he is. That's going to be a subgroup. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you, if you've seen him in, in the move or in the show, rather you definitely would classify him he as He is that. a mastermind. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And Absolutely. so um, I'm super excited to play it. It's the first time that they're doing something like this. I hope that they do it more because there's lots of characters that are not champions in league that deserve to have spotlight shown on them. Mel, for instance, bring her the fuck in, please, right now. Oh, my God. I want to. Um, I don't want to marry her because I have a wife, but <laughs> Clan, Clan Madar- from Clan Madarda. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Mel. Yeah. Mel yeah. Madarda, dude. <laughs> dude, no way, dude. What about her mother, man? She's badass. Dude, I mean, I'm scared of her. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Sean has a very weird crush on her. <laughs> oh, dude, she's like weirdly. Yeah, like, like, yeah. And yeah, when you, when you get into that part of the show and she shows up, it's just like, dude, she's just open and she she's got a little A-fuck. oh yeah yeah <laughs> dude she's battle hardened she's got a little whipping boy right right her yeah. <laughs> imagine like, a war-torn beyonce dude not even a war-torn beyonce like she's just ripped dude she's oh i mean jacked. oh and she went to the gym like you know every yeah. single fucking day uh, she weights. didn't skip leg day not aerobics she she, she did not skip leg day. no <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. Speaking, uh, you know what? I can't even. Damn it, darn it. I had a good segue. Now I lost mm-hmm. it. Uh, anyway. All right. Hey, uh, when we were talking before, this entire mm-hmm. console generation, we've been talking about how Microsoft is basically kicking Sony's ass because of the offering that is Game Pass. We heard rumblings that Sony has had something on the market uh, coming in. Uh, we got a little bit of information. It's codenamed Spartacus. Mm-hmm. And it's looking to be Sony's response to the Game Pass. And initial rumors are saying that you should be able to play PlayStation 1, 2, and 3 games. So, and PSP games. Yeah, so I will say right now, I mean, and this isn't like like a brag or whatever because I feel like it was just obvious. But like I've said that that was the most obvious move that they should do because they've had a system that no one's really cared about for a good while now. 
called PS Now, I believe it's called, mm-hmm. where you can mm-hmm. get you subscribe to it and you get all of the old PlayStation games, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have mm-hmm. access to them. But you know, I was always I was always saying they should just expand upon that and add new games too. Like, wow, what a fucking surprise, right? Um, <laughs> but yeah, which is it sounds like they finally got their ass in gear and decided, hey, maybe we should fucking do this because it makes sense. So I'm glad that they're doing it, but I honestly feel like it's little like too little, too late. And I also feel like no matter what, like it's cool that they'll have the PlayStation library on there, but I don't think that will do much considering, like I said, they've already had that and it hasn't been a big success anyways and um like we need like microsoft has been busy buying up companies to be able to put on game pass right yeah that's something that sony has not done so it's gonna be very lacking i feel like no matter what by comparison to um or at least feel that way uh very lacking uh, by comparison to game pass so it's good that they're at least finally doing this but yeah like they unless they blow us away with with game library um i don't think it'll do much honestly like i think xbox has pretty much won this generation hand down if i'm being honest so here's so here's the thing microsoft is working on forward-facing exclusivity right they're looking mm-hmm. for that moving forward yeah sony is losing that because yes. they're not only fewer games that they have that they've done that with they're also expanding those games on pc that's why we saw horizon zero dawn go to pc god of war Mm -hmm. is coming to pc hey you know what i think when god of war comes to pc i'll try it there i will try god of war on pc with a january right i think is when it's coming it's right around the corner so i will i will i will try it there at that point because the console i just i just couldn't do it and i think maybe it was like the frame rate or something so we'll see if like if i can get it running well on on the pc as long as you play it that's all i share yeah i will give it another shot there uh so so there i will you'll i will uh, i will make that promise that i will try it again on pc when it comes out in january as long as it doesn't as long as it's not a shitty port but i heard from what i heard Horizon Zero Dawn was a pretty good port to PC. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't doubt that. I feel like you know, in this generation, especially like, and and certainly the generations before, you know, most recently. So, um, the lines are becoming more and more blurred in between PC and console, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I, I am not surprised to think that a port would be a very like you know nearly one to one basically at this point. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. And Sony has already stated that they're doubling their or putting down more of their effort towards uh, releasing on PC as well as PlayStation. Yeah, I mean, they might just be accepting death of their console at this point, like for starting mm -hmm. on next generation. I mean, they might know that. All right, well, we're going to have to because that's the only thing that makes sense about releasing these games onto PC. Is that if. I Go think ahead. it's recognizing. I think it's recognizing that Sony f- fans of the games may not want to purchase the console, right, for those mm-hmm. games, but they have PCs because they may. It may be a thing like more people have PCs and buy an Xbox or whatever or something, and then now Xbox has that or Microsoft has that immediate tie-in to anything that's released on Xbox consoles, usually on PC as well. 
Sony's like, we're just going to follow suit. Like all of our exclusive stuff that's on P, P uh, you know, on, on our console is going to be on PC right. as well. So but the reason why they were that. successful in previous generations is because of their console specific exclusivity. Yeah. But they, but they and, also had a bunch of other games as well. Um, and I think, well, the PlayStation console, the very first one, is what mm-hmm. pushed Sony like way ahead of everybody else. Oh, I agree. Right? Yeah, I agree. Because everybody bought a PlayStation. And then the PS2 came out and widened that gap even further. Mm-hmm. Because that's, that's when the, the Xbox first comes in. And it struggles because... It's got the huge, massive John Wayne controllers that nobody likes, and you know the buttons hurt their fingers, and you know some of the stuff with, with how the, the console looks was kind of off. It didn't fit right in an entertainment center. Whereas the the PlayStation Two was like, bam, it could fit upright, it could fit flat, it could, it could do all sorts of other cool things, right? You had, um, I think you had internet first on the Xbox that came with an Ethernet port, yeah, in the back of it, um, and their internet UI was always a thousand percent better than PlayStation's. Yeah. Xbox Live was was better. See, like that's when you started to see, like, oh, um, Sony going, oh crap, this online thing is an actual thing. We got to start getting behind that. And, but, and Sega is like, if you both, we had modem in the Dreamcast before you guys. <laughs> so sorry. yeah, but then again, like I feel like you, if by even looking at the online capabilities, which you're right, came out as a fairly early thing, right? Because that was on Xbox One. Mm-hmm. You know, it shows you how comfortable Sony is with being far behind. Because they really I, have, they really never got their shit in gear until I would say PlayStation Four for internet. Well, see, but nah, PS Three had internet too. No, um, no, no, no. I'm not saying it didn't have internet. I'm talking about UI functionality for internet. No, see, like, here's 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 what the difference is. Mm-hmm. Microsoft with the Xbox not only created an internet, like they they focused on the online experience. Right. They made. No, the, the biggest thing is they had guidelines that specifically dictated how that experience went because they wanted that experience to be consistent across every Xbox game. It didn't matter whether it was a game from this developer or this other developer or this publisher you knew going in, this is how my Xbox experience is going to be. This is how I get online. These are the things that I can do online. And these are the things that like, like I can talk to my friends in any game. Right. Mm-hmm. So they focused on the multiplayer aspect of it. Right? right. Sony did that, you know, secondary. They weren't so they weren't focused on because you didn't have as strict of a set of guidelines. Right. I I worked in the compliance portion of a lot of this testing back when this was kicking off. And I remember mm-hmm. Microsoft's uh, TCRs or TRCs is what they called them. Um they were very, very uh, like verbose and detail. Like they were, they were very strict on what they wanted that Xbox experience to be, and that was why they was like consistency. We want you to play a sports game, go to a racing game, go to a shooting game, and know in each and every single one of them how well, to navigate the UI to get into gameplay and to talk to your friends. Right, but that, that's kind of my point. Is I think we're we're agreeing on the same thing here. Yes, that we are. We one are. focused online multiplayer and the experience and the ease and the accessibility of it, and the other one did not. Yeah, and it yeah. showed you, and it was really it took much longer than it should have for the other one to really start prioritizing that. Yeah, because it was PS. Yeah, it was in the PS3 where you started to see that. Those those um, towards the end of updates, maybe at most for the end of PS3. Like, did you start seeing it? 
honestly like ps ps4 was when it really was like okay this is okay now but yeah with well, with um I, I my my point was mostly just that you know xbox has already made it obvious that this is an important aspect for not only right now but especially the future mm-hmm. and playstation was so comfortable lagging behind for so long i think right there it shows you that they have still not fixed that mindset yet because once again we're put in a in a situation where xbox has done something and proven that it's important and it needs to be done and sony's like you know you know very very late to react to it at this point in a time where everything's going faster sony's problem is they they their arrogance on the the confidence that their first party and exclusive games are going to be enough to drive um, player engagement and keep them oh only yeah completely in the sony sony ecoverse or whatever right uh here's another thing though like don't forget mm-hmm. when xbox live first came out um well, no 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 when it first came out you didn't have to pay for it that wasn't until the 360 i think right no, you, you did have to pay for did it. Did you have to pay for it? Xbox Live, you had yeah. to pay for it the whole time. Okay. All right. Um, so, yeah. So, you Because I remember I always Live. got, like, the free oh, month that's, you got the year. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So, ever since yeah. the first Xbox, you did have to pay for it. So, that's the other thing. They had a revenue stream tied to it that they could then reinvest back into developing yeah. that experience and keeping it consistent and whatnot. Sony didn't have that. Sony Online was free until PS4. Right? right when they came up with the PS because you had the PSN, but then it was like I think that was when they came up. PlayStation Plus was the the PS4, right? Mm-hmm. Or did they, okay, um, and as a result, like that was one of the bullet points that they kind of slipped into when they were talking about the PS4. They were like, oh, it does this, it does this thing, it does this thing, and then right at the bottom, it was like online you'll have to pay for it now. It'll no longer be free, kind of like thing. And, yeah, and they were so focused on all this other stuff, no one caught that. And I remember saying, guys, did you not see that thing? At the, like telling people, did you not see that bullet point at the bottom? You're going to have to start paying to play online. And sure enough, that's you know, so now they're dedicated to it. So when you get to the PS5, you're seeing that experience like it's all and it's all driven through the back end. That's the big difference, right? With mm-hmm. um, the Xbox games, that was something that the developer had to incorporate. Microsoft got to it faster with the Xbox 360, where they were like, look, we're taking all that crap off your hands. We've got a uh, the dedicated, um, they had the blade, the dashboard, the dedicated dashboard, where all you gotta do is hook into the dashboard, hook, and we will control everything that you need. So all you gotta do is just make sure your game makes these calls to, this, to these particular functions within our dashboard and you don't have to do anything. You don't have to create UI. You don't have to create any of this stuff. It's all going to be done through this. The only thing you have to be able to do is pause and resume the game when you hit that Xbox button. That's pretty much about it. And yeah. so you got that with Xbox 360, which meant you didn't have it on the PS2. You didn't have it on the PS3. You, you kind of had it on the PS4 right where it came mm-hmm. in and now you have it definitely on the ps5 so i think it was ps4 as you said is when it, they kind of really started to be like all right they realized this needs up. to be a thing yeah well yes the online social game multiplayer experience is something that needs to be focused on but now microsoft's going well we've got that in the bag now we're going to lock down content right the, the thing that the pattern here is that xbox is always a step ahead and on top of that PlayStation is always late to adopt. 
Mm-hmm. So th- that's the problem. And we're running into it here and there looks like they're reacting faster, but not fast enough. And that's the problem. Yeah. And and like I said, I think that they might have I, I do think that they might have accepted defeat a little bit because I don't understand how, you know, losing ex- exclusivity on a console, which is previously what had driven people to the console, um, is going to help them out because now it seems like there's no reason to get a a PlayStation. There's genuinely no reason to get a PlayStation anymore unless this Spartacus thing makes it worth it, which I'm doubting. Yeah, because it doesn't have... it. Old games is not a strong enough um, driver. But you know what? Maybe there is something that can be a driver. Uh, Would you like to be involved in an Unreal Engine 5 experience in the Matrix universe? I would be involved in any Unreal Engine 5 experience, period. (laughs) (laughs) But especially one in the Matrix universe, let me tell you that. Yes, exactly. What that is, we don't freaking know. We have no idea. Yeah, this is more of a PSA than anything else. It's just on the back end, apparently, people found out that, or there was a leak somewhere, that there is this um, Matrix quote-unquote experience coming to PSN featuring Unreal 5 engine. It's not 100% confirmed like I said, they did mine it out of a back end so it's it's there whether it, you know, it ends up dying for some reason not coming through, we don't know, but it looks like this will probably happen. It'll probably happen on or after release as well. It'll most like the movie. Yeah, yeah. It, it it'll probably be something that happens along with the maybe slightly afterwards kind of like, "Hey, did you enjoy the movie? Come back." Yeah. Kind of like they did with the first you know, three Matrix movies where you had Into the Matrix and The Matrix yeah. Online and a bunch of other stuff that kind of I mean, of it could still everything. be before, too, though. Like, I could see them doing it before as a hype, you know? Oh, I see what you mean. Like, prepare. Yeah, yeah. I guess. So, really, yeah. it could be before. It's going to be sometime before, in the middle, or in the end of. The well, considering. Uh, let's see. Wait. When it, when is The Matrix supposed to be coming out? Like, uh, two weeks or some crap like that? Yeah. Like what was it? When when is it's the, the end of December? Right, it's December twenty second, I think. Twenty second, yeah, December twenty second. Yeah. So I mean, so three weeks. I mean, like it wouldn't be. I would imagine like a week before would probably hype it enough. Maybe a week and a half, something like that. Maybe, maybe, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, we're gonna we're almost done. We got one more thing. We're gonna end this on a somber, crappy note. Well, I don't know about crappy. It depends on how you look at it. Um, let's talk about the Activision Blizzard walkout. Uh, this has been a S show for quite some time, uh, uh-huh. up to the point where Bobby Kotick has said, "Hey, uh, if I don't fix the culture, I'm I'm willing to resign." Uh-huh. And then more news came out that he not only knew about what had been happening, but he was an active participant in some of it. Yeah. So there have been several. Uh, groups and people who have decided to uh, get behind getting him out of there. Um, most importantly, you had, um, well, not most importantly, but but you had um, people like, um, what was it, the Xbox, uh, one of the guys from Xbox, um, uh, one of, oh, God, who was it when I was thinking of? Oh, um, girls that game have cut ties with Activision. Mm-hmm. Um there was some pressure from some of the minor stakeholders. Girls, Girls who, code, who code, thank you. That's Girls right. who code, thank you, Drew. Uh, they 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 walked away. Um, they're they 
there's now, I guess, uh, some uh, state treasurers that are getting involved to try to put pressure on uh, the the board of directors to get him out. Uh, And most recently, uh, when a lot of that stuff came to light, there were several, what was it, like 100 people or whatever, 100 plus people that just got up and walked out. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this is just another symptom of a sinking ship here. Like, honestly, Blizzard is so fucking useless, stupid, archaic, like, and just, I don't know bad at everything it does at this point i i can't think there's nothing redeeming about the about the company anymore like it's every single game that they've put out recently besides overwatch which has been the same thing over and over and over again and the sequel that they promised has been delayed 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 and changed and changed and changed and every other game that they've released has been either at this point um taken out like they've they stopped supporting it or they've just been genuinely shitty. And the only thing that's still alive, basically, that's keeping this company afloat is WoW. And even <laughs> then, the game is is so bad that a majority of the population would rather play the vanilla version of WoW. The original version of WoW. Because the, <laughs> the, the releases, the new releases, the expansions are such fucking garbage. And Blizzard, of course, because there was private servers that were free before, right? They were like, fuck this shit. We're going to close that down because we need money. So they decided to monetize that and make vanilla WoW servers, you know, under their shit. And Mm -hmm. now they're re-releasing the expansions over again. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, yeah, it makes, it's literally just shows you that this company is like everything good that they've done has been in the past and everything that they, that they've done since has been garbage. Yeah. They released the, the time that they released games too. We went over this like a while ago. Like it's been so long. It takes them forever to release a game and it's garbage in the end. Like, well, Blizzard was never known. Blizzard was never known for rapid releasing of games. They always had a mentality. We checked that before. No, 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 no. Hold on. Let me finish. Let me finish. They've always been your incorrect statement. They've always been on the mindset where no, where where it's like, hey, so we're going to when it's done, it's done kind of thing. What they have in the past was successful, higher quality games. Right. So you're right. They're taking a longer time to release crap. Right. No, Um, not just that. They are taking a far longer time to release a games, period. And, and yeah. they also are crap on release. It's making less sense. Like, did we did we would, determine that it was every yeah. game or just the expansion of games? Because no, we, no, we, we determined that it was. I mean, it was both basically. Like, I mean, expansions are one thing, but we weren't even including those. Like, we were talking about games and their sequels basically, and they were coming out literally either a year to two years apart, and then eventually went to three, and then it went to four, five, six, seven. And that's where we're at now. And they were literally all better in the short-term release cycle versus now where it takes forever. So literally nothing about the model makes sense. And I remember we we literally went on and fact-checked that because I said that, like, it felt like they was releasing it way quicker before. And you said it weren't. And then we went and checked it out. And sure enough, as always, you know, I'm right. Oh, my Lord. 
Ew. Oh, no. <laughs> no. But no, in uh, like beyond the jest here, I am serious. For for them specifically, like that was the case. And so this is why this company, like uh, like I said, I emphasize everything good that they did was in the past. Everything bad that they do is in the present and the future. We just need to get rid of this fucking company. And obviously, like once again like this they're so in the past that their mindset on how culture should work in the current gaming community is also stuck in the past like it's dumb it just finish it off fucking bring the executioner take out the head and let's call well, it that day. well that starts from the top down like you clearly the, the bobby kotick is like not what are they what what is the term like if you're not condoning it you're um supporting it yeah. Right. Yeah. One hundred percent. And and his lack of coming out outright and being like, all right, you know what? We're going after anybody and anyone who did this. We're taking them down. Right. Because uh, that was clearly his message when, you know, mm-hmm. you knew he knew about it and did nothing. And in fact, downplayed it in front. Like, we're like, no, this is not a thing. And and I think people said they're like, you know, like threats or whatnot. And it's just it's a bad, bad culture that he created because he doesn't care about games making games being fun he he wants games to make money right but it's and just they, like it's one of those things where the body of the beast is so riddled with disease at this point like is it better to just end it or is it even possible to revitalize it because like i feel like at this point like the best you'd get is like the fucking ship from um vision the example of the of the ship that he gave what was it called i don't remember oh uh, yeah ship, the ship Argo? of Theseus. The Argo, right? Wasn't it the Argo? No, I think it was. Like I think it was no. the ship of Theseus. Oh, but anyways, okay. um, so he was saying like, uh, if you you replace all of the parts of the ship, right, uh, mm-hmm. from it, what it originally was, over time you replace all the parts. Is it still the same ship? It's kind of like that. That's how I think of this. Like, how much of this thing are they going to like replace until it's just an entirely new company, anyways? And how yeah. long is it going to take to do that at this point? Because honestly, like every single thing, there is literally, like I said, no redeeming. The only redeeming thing about the company, I guess, is the IP, some of the IPs that it holds. And they're butchering them all. Like it's going to take a top down like remix of this fucking company to make anything happen. Oh, well, basically, yeah. the, the, the first thing they shouldn't have done was they should have never teamed up with Activision. Um, that was yeah. a bad, bad idea. Um, they wanted, I guess they wanted the financial security that they didn't have by being on their own and teaming up with a major publisher. Didn't they come, come out with WoW before they teamed up with Activision? Yes, yes, yeah. So yeah. what the fuck well, is no, that financial security? Basically, I think they did They did like everything before they came out. Um, like all their big stuff was before they teamed up with Activision. Like, hold on, clickety time, yeah, clickety every, time. Everything good that they did was before Activision. I, I agree with yeah. that. yeah. <laughs> rebrand to meta. to meta that's true that's what true <laughs> honestly <laughs> it'll probably work <laughs> oh my god that's that's crazy rebrand to meta oh my god um yeah but no i i just honestly this this company is basically it's a dead man walking at this point yeah okay so it was 2008 where the merger was official okay um so, so if you way, go back way after wow Oh God, yeah. Wow was what? Uh, I think wow was like two thousand four. Right? No, two thousand four. Two thousand four. Yeah. Yeah, two thousand four. Um, yeah. So, so like that was when Wow was still in its heyday for the most part. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the well, I mean, Wow. I think 
uh, it was great at first. Um, and then I think when you got to the um, uh, the first expansion, the Burning Crusade expansion, people liked it. Uh, I think it was the third or fourth expansion where people started to fall off. I think it was, uh, I think if, if I remember correctly, because I played it very intermittently um, between expansions, but mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, uh, Wrath of the Lich King was the last like very popular successful expansion that yes. people wanted to play in. Yeah. Uh yeah. Wrath and of that the was Lich- that was a few expansions in, but they've had many expansions since and it's just Nobody's liked them. No. Like no, it, that's what I'm saying. Like it really it like it really shows you something whenever everyone just wants to play the original more than the the new shit. Like I have never seen like a company get that much backlash before. that's crazy i mean i admittedly i i um was a a bigger fan i think of the burning crusade and um wrath of the lich king expansions Uh, Mm -hmm. i i had high hopes for it was a cataclysm i think where they rechanged everything Mm -hmm. i was like oh my god i totally this this is gonna be great i I, I think most people had high hopes for it but that was the problem yeah yeah, and it, it just... You expected just, them, Blizzard, to actually do something. Yeah, it just was not good. It yeah. sucked. Um, so, yeah, so you had Burning Crusade, Wrath of Lich King, and then, yeah, then, then Cataclysm and Mists of Pandaria, Warlords of Draenor. I didn't really play Warlords or Legion um, or, hell, hell, even Battle of Azeroth. I didn't play for that, or Battle for Azeroth. I did a lot of Our Burning Battle Crusade of and Lich King. fucking terrible. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, it, it is what it is, but, yeah, Blizzard is just... It's not doing good. I, I am very curious to see what the solution is, what, like what they go for, because like I said, there's going to be a massive change in Blizzard. Like we've already seen they they've basically like been radio silent as far as what they're actually going to be working on. The only thing that we know is in, you know, some level of production right now is Diablo Immortal. And that's pretty much only because it's being produced by a totally different. Studio, totally. Yeah, that's right? NetEase, right? Or Net, NetEase. NetEase or NetMarble? No, no, NetEase. no. no. It was oh, NetMarble. Was it NetEase? No, uh, NetMarble. It's, it's NetMarble. It's NetMarble. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, NetMarble. Net um, so, yeah, like that's the only reason why. If it was under Blizzard's like full control, um, then I, I assume that that would be shut down too. So, yeah. Oh, you mentioned Overwatch earlier, and I forgot to tell mm-hmm. you, I, I uninstalled my Overwatch finally. Good for you. Stop, dude. stop playing and uninstalled. I just. I'm glad. I. I was trying to play with my friends and we were having like just the game just became no fun. Yeah. Um, because well, I mean, the balance honestly, was like, terrible. Yeah. Game. That's the problem is that, I mean, like as much as it sucks to like accept, like games do get old now because we are now in a world where there will be new versions of the game copycatted and spit back out with, with better, aspects to them things that are fixed or better in whatever way right mm-hmm. so the life cycle of a game has drastically reduced so you have to make new content for a game or you have mm-hmm. to make sequels for a game like it's, it's yep. one of the two but you can't just expect a game to sit there be stagnant and be popular forever unless you have a fucking amazing game right well when but, was the last time we saw a game last five years without a significant upgrade or as you said like an expansion or just a complete a a sequel well so they've put out new characters since right but i mean like 
we're talking like League of Legends and stuff like that because multiplayer games are easier because all you have to do for new content is just put out new new characters, characters. and maps and things like that. Yeah, They've done that. I mean, League yeah. of Legends has been like the most popular for fucking like eleven years now. Well, look at Destiny. Look at what Destiny's done. Mm-hmm. Right. Destiny is has always been my prime example as far as a like um, how should I say a game with ongoing content that involves narrative and multiplayer value. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Like, I, even though I don't, I don't really play it. I respect the hell out of that game because they <laughs> do it. They just do it fucking right. Like the, the monetization is on point for it. The expansions are always either good to great, right? They release them consistently, and um, they do balance updates and all that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, that's the way to be. Like, if you want to have a game in today's um, or, you know, in the modern world and, and have it up to a good standard, you look at at um, whatever Bungie or no, that's not yeah. Bungie anymore. Is it Bungie? No, no. I thought no, I thought Destiny was Bungie. Wasn't it? I thought I thought it was Bungie originally. I know it was Bungie originally. I thought it was. Switched oh, but to it went to. But maybe not. I don't remember now. But anyways, you look at Destiny and you see what they're doing and you say, I'm going to fucking copy that because how they do it, it's right. I don't know why more games aren't copying that exact thing, especially co-op multiplayer content. I have not seen anything that has touched as good of a way to navigate competitive endgame multiplayer content. You are going to laugh your ass off when I tell you this. What? Destiny. Is wholly owned and developed by Bungie right now, as of 2019. It's oh. published published by Bungie as of 2019. Take a wild guess who was the publisher from 2014 to 2018. Oh God, who? Take a guess. We were literally just talking Blizzard? about him. Activision. Activision. Okay. Activision was the publisher from 2014 they to 2018. They did something good. Look at that. Amazing. I know, right? Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, they gave it to Bungie and got the hell out of the way is what they did. Yeah, basically. Um, yeah, but even funny though, how didn't it's didn't more successful the less they are involved? Yeah. Yeah. Right. There you go. That's what I was gonna say. Because <laughs> didn't they have a problem initially though? It was like ah, Destiny was fine, but then all of a sudden, like everybody's like, Destiny is great. Destiny two, Destiny, 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 Destiny one, like, and Destiny two on release had issues. Yeah, um, definitely had issues. And because Destiny two, because I played uh, end Destiny one and I played beginning Destiny two. And it was a step back in whenever you play Destiny 2. And mm-hmm. I was just like, wow, why are there not a lot of features that were in Destiny 1 that should definitely be here? But um, but yeah, but like, you know, props to them because they came back fucking swinging. They did it all right. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So good. And so it's Bungie. Bungie was like, hey, this is our shit. We're taking it mm-hmm. over. Get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, all yeah. right. That's I think I think we're done there for the week now. We are done for this week. Right, just a um, cool two hours, no big deal. No, that's what happens when we don't have mucking mucking us up and speeding us through. No, not mucking us up. Actually, <laughs> making us focus mugging, on things. Mug, yeah, <laughs> mugging keeps us honest. I think. Uh, although you know what, I mean, we we haven't had a long one in a while, and um, it was kind of nice to go through some of that stuff every now and then. True, like, true. Sometimes it's fun to go off talking topic i will say oh uh, yeah yeah we do we definitely do digress <laughs> we, quite a we bit we do it a lot <laughs> <laughs> all 
All uh, right. Well, that will wrap it up for this week, everyone. Thank you guys so much for listening. Like I said, make sure to check out the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash ANR pod. Make sure to check out the Discord, discord.me forward slash ANR. And then make sure to like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts as well as leave a nice five star review. Really appreciate that. Helps out with visibility and all that kind of stuff so other people can listen to us. And um, yeah, that's pretty much going to wrap it up for this week. So thank you, Hooch. Not a problem. All right, and we'll see you guys next week. See ya. Later.